0: I'm Michael Dugan, your culinary host, guiding you through the chef's journey. Join me at the chef's table, where you'll experience stories, secret sauces, signature dishes, and kitchen disasters. In part two, we continue along Andy LaRusso's journey and discover how he shaped his career, combining his love of cooking and singing, poured his heart and soul into creating a career as the singing chef. He shares stories about meeting Emeril Lagasse, Julia Child, and Sting at the Isle of Wight Festival. Pull up a virtual seat at our chef's table as we connect with celebrity chef Andy LaRusso. As we move on, did you study to become a singer? Did you study to become a cook? Did you go to school? Did you do anything unique?
1: Well, regarding my singing, when I decided to put the cookbook together with the audio tape, which came out in 1991, I was still singing nightclub gigs or small bars and restaurants with a trio. And I was still singing standards. You know, like Misty and uh, different things like that. And But I, I wanted to sing, uh, I wanted to learn some of the arias that I wanted to put on the, the audio tape that came with my cookbook because I wanted the people to sing while they were cooking. Again, this was a miracle that happened. I was getting a chiropractic adjustment up in Ojai, where I was living at the time, Ojai, California, which is mm. north of Santa Barbara, inland in the mountains, where the orange groves are and, and the beautiful smell of uh, fresh lemon trees and things like that up in the hills. At the chiropractic adjustment, uh, the chiropractor, very nice lady, she's very very successful, well known chiropractor, asked me what I was doing and you know, what I wanted to achieve and so on and so forth. And I told her I was putting a cookbook together and I was putting some music together and I had the arranger pretty much uh, uh, thought of. And um, she said, well, you know, there's a lady in the next room that is getting a massage. Uh, her name is Wendy and she's studying uh, with this famous opera coach. Maybe you should talk with her after you're finished. So I did. I ended up talking with this lady. Her name is Wendy. And uh, told her that I was putting in a CD uh, audio tape together. I had these songs in mind. And I wanted to get a vocal coach. And she says, well, I'm studying with one of the top vocal coaches. So she was, she's 88 years young. Oh, my gosh. She was with the Metropolitan Opera. She knew Enrico Caruso, her family did. And she studied. She traveled with Maria Alonza and Doris Duke of the tobacco fame. And she's only takes a few amount of students. And I said to her, well, I said, uh, uh, when can I see her? She says, well, I'll have to ask her. I said, what's her name? She said, Giovanni, Giovanni D'Onofrio. And she oh. lived in Ventura, which was about a half hour down south, south of where I was in Ohio. So she called me back the next day. She says, uh, "Giovanna will love to see you, love to meet you. Bring uh, a couple songs that you can demo, sing for her. So I drove down to Ventura, California, opened the door and there was this beautifully dressed 88 year young, I would say, very filled with life, pearls, uh, earrings, hair was very nicely done with nail polish and sitting at the piano. She said, come on in, Andrew. You know, and um, I said, oh my God, Giovanna, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so excited. She says, Andrew, let me tell you one thing. First of all, excitement in Italian are one word. I believe it. And then she said to me, um, I want you to listen to what I'm going to teach you now. I want you to forget whatever anybody else has ever taught you and just listen to what I say. And I want you to go out and I want you to sing beautifully because every note has a life of its own. It's a metaphysical. She was very metaphysical. She says, every note that you sing stays in the ethers and travels through space. So go out and sing beautifully and touch people's hearts with your music, with your notes, with your voice. And I'll always remember that. So that's where she had helped me develop my bel canto skills or, you know, my breathing, so to speak, taught me about different parts of the body, uh, the cheeks, the the cheekbones, the muscles of the, the face, the back, oh, yeah. uh, the chest, the, the whole thing uh o- opening up the the nostrils the the ears the whole uh ortho laryngology type of thing uh but she she was very wonderful and I was very fortunate to be under her tutelage while I was learning the songs that I uh, put on my audio tape o Solo mio santa lucia arrivederci roma volare uh non ti scordar di me funicoli funicolà you know learning some of those songs uh from some of the parvariety audio tapes that I had and singing along with them. Sure. But so that was that's what that's how it really started. So that was pretty much my my vocal career lessons. Uh, regarding my cooking, it was always around grandma, I'm always around my dad, always around my mom. I took a couple classes, you know, very very small. My daughter was the one, my daughter Betty who was given up for adoption, I found her after 30 years of being apart. She okay. went to the Culinary Institute of America. And oh. when we found her, it was a real unbelievable joy to know that she was also a chef and working as a chef in pinions in Aspen, Colorado, oh,
0: when I met her.
1: So she she's very, very much uh, trained classically in, okay. in the cooking. However, for me, it's sort of like a Rachel Ray, uh, you know, ch- trained in, you know, local classes, possibly, of course, mm-hmm. grandma's apron strings and just learning from my aunt's. Uh, so on and so forth. And, and then traveling, you know, working with other chefs and in some kitchens, you know, like in Istanbul or maybe in Italy, Canada, especially when I did some shows oh. in Canada, working with some of the chefs there and learning some of their techniques and skills. That mm. was wonderful.
0: That is really amazing that you got to travel around the world. And I know you met some amazing chefs. Can you share a little bit about that?
1: Well, basically, you know, uh, I met Emerald before the Food Network really blew up his his career. Uh, He was at a fancy food show uh, in Las Vegas, and he was very, it was just really just before he was just starting to take off uh, with the Food Network. So I I met Emerald, and of course, living in Santa Barbara, I had the occasion to run into uh, Julia Childs, who was always at the farmer's markets, tasting food that the the organic vendors would, farmers uh, would give her to taste. And also, you know, talking with her, giving her a copy of my first cookbook with the audio tape, meeting her at the local D'Angelo's bakery. uh, Oh my gosh. Seeing her uh, having a croissant and a cappuccino, being with her associates and and her assistants. Uh, So Julia was a real... uh, Real blessing to see her, you know, in person, uh, in Santa Barbara as well. She's an inspiration to so many people. Oh, just just incredible. Then working at some of the Italian festivals, I met Marianne Esposito, uh, who's a wonderful chef. At the Milwaukee Festa Italiana, where I used to do a couple of years in a row, she was there, and another gentleman, very famous Italian chef from Italy, Massimo, Vertura, I think his last name was. Oh
0: yes, you yeah. met him. Wow.
1: Yeah, amazing man.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, he did the, uh, He was on the chef stage, you know, uh, in between shows with me, uh, doing his thing. I met uh, Martin Yen. I used to watch Martin Yen. Yeah, Martin Yen, Yeah, Yan Yan can cook. And uh, I would always watch him debone or cut up the chicken in less than 16 seconds. It was amazing. It was like, okay, start the clock. Boom, 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 boom. He was a very nice man. He loved my double chocolate almond biscotti because that's what I was making for my chef demo. Then when I was in Canada, I met some luminary chefs up there that were working in a chain of hotels, a very popular, don't remember the name of the chain of hotels. They were all across Canada. And some of the chefs had their recipes in a cookbook that they gave me. It was a coffee top table book, very beautifully done, hard cover, uh, color photos and everything. Uh, Working in that capacity when I was doing the shows in Calgary at the Calgary Stampede. I did two years there. And we also had a chef stage there where I met some wonderful chefs that traveled around the world that were invited to cook at the Calgary Stampede. So, you know, across these last 30 years, I met some, Oh, what then, especially when I went to Istanbul uh, oh. these two top chefs, there were just phenomenal uh, working as a t- tandem in, in a chain of very high end restaurants. And we became good buddies. We still talk on Facebook and social platforms. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. But they were very, very wonderful. Uh, to meet them in Istanbul, to see their techniques and, you know, learn, you know, what they were using. And of course they all love singing with me. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been a really wild, wild ride for sure.
0: It sounds like it, Andy. Wow. Oh my gosh. You're an amazing storyteller.
1: and
0: (laughs) I love how you can paint a picture and it's almost like we're there with you. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I really feel that. And I've interviewed a lot of people and it just, it's such a skill to be able to do that. I can imagine being at one of your shows and just walking away feeling truly inspired.
1: Well, I just posted a photo that was taken to me. I did an event. I love to do fundraisers and hopefully I'll be able to do some more fundraisers since the pandemic is slowly opening up uh, venues and stuff. I did a fundraiser for the Marco Island Art Center, which is about 30 minutes south of Naples, where I live. At the art Center, they had uh, the actual fundraiser at Marriott Hotel, beautiful hotel that's on the beach in Marco Island now after $40 million renovation. So they had the fundraiser there. And at the event, Usually during my show, I sing most of the songs that are on my CD. Some more CD. I was singing Sorrento, and what I usually do is I usually go out during that time. People are just in the middle of their main course dinner, and I went up to this couple and I put them, pulled them both together. They were, I asked them what they were celebrating their fortieth or forty fifth anniversary, oh. whatever it was. I uh, asked them how they met, and they each shared their stories somewhat a little bit different than each other i asked them when they had their first kiss you know how many grandkids they have how many children and grandchildren and then i sing i said well how would you like to go to uh, sorrento with me and they said oh yeah i said well only musically i can do it yeah so i sang to him Ah. torna sorrento and the photographer took a picture and it ended up the next day on the front page of the marco island islander so that's one of the photos that I, I just posted. Okay. I just came across that photo.
0: I'll have to look at it. I, yeah. you know, I have a true confession here. I'm not stalking you, but I follow you and I read, I've been digging in like, like it's a book on your site and the, <laughs> the resources. Cause I'm just fascinated by all the things that you've done and, and the people that you've honored.
1: Well, you know, the singing part of it too really opens up the heart. And when I feel when I get everybody to sing along with me, the whole room becomes your family. I mean the words are usually during my big shows or fundraisers, they're up on the, the screen with beautiful images of Italy, so there's like a crawl on either top or the bottom of the screen. Usually it's on the top of the screen, a crawl, which is a moving line of of words and they sing along with me. Of course, they're eating the, the recipes. They're eating the menus from my, my cookbooks. I can't wait to get back again doing that, uh, doing that, Michael, and performing live, yeah. live audiences. I mean, it's really a big part of my my existence now.
0: Well, when you get to Seattle, let me know because we're definitely coming. Yeah, well, well, I did
1: some of the casinos in Seattle.
0: So moving on, I have a place in our show that I love to share. It's called let's get cooking in your travels. You've been all over the world. Is there any special place that you've been, that you had amazing meals that you could share?
1: I would say what comes to mind real quickly was when I was in Istanbul, they had the Turkish delight. I never seen pastries and cakes and pies in one place that I had in this one cafe that I would go have my breakfast in most mornings before, you know, the evening. My shows are in the evening in this cafe in Istanbul, actually a restaurant across the street. But when I walked into this cafe and I saw these amazing Turkish delight pastries, uh, cakes and pies and, and cookies, it was colorfulness, the color that they used. And the displays, it was like being in a jewelry shop for pastries, Uh, how they displayed their their wares. It was so incredible. Um, That was one of the big highlights, as well as my breakfast in Turkey, Uh, the Turkish breakfast in one of the big hotels that they put me up in. Uh, with the cheeses and the the grapes, the fruits, cooked items, the entrees, of course, the eggs, vegetables, potatoes, honey, and the teas, the Turkish teas, the coffees. I'd never seen anything like it uh, for breakfast. Needless to say, I stayed there for a couple of hours, relaxing wow. and eating as much as I can. Then when I was in the Isla White Festival, when I was performing Sting and the police were the uh, yeah, I saw uh, that. the main uh, key, the A-listers, so to speak, there. And I was on a, a smaller stage. Uh, the chefs cooked for all the talent. And they usually had a separate tent that um, the celebrity, uh, you know, appearances, the, the rock and roll guys and whoever was performing go into these big tents. And they would lay out a buffet to end all buffets. For the eating and and the chefs that they hired usually were chefs from from London or England, you know, across the across the pond, so to speak, the bay, whatever it was. Only get there by uh, putting your car on a ferry. That's how you got to the Isle of Wight. But they would they would make these tremendous tremendous dishes and, and trays for the the performers. That I, I'd never seen anything like it, and I befriended a few of those chefs, one of which were, was my sous chef during my two shows that I did at the Isle of the White Festival. And I'm still in touch with them these days through the social media. Other amazing meals while I was working and performing, those, those are the ones that really came right to my mind uh, that were just outstanding. Uh, working in, in the Istanbul, the Calgary, uh, the Calgary Stampede area, working with those chefs, uh, the Isle of the White Festival. It was just so fantastic, the amount of uh, creativity and the chefs that uh, you meet along the way.
0: That absolutely sounds incredible. The other piece I wanted to touch on is as you've traveled around the world, for our listeners, my favorite place to travel in the world was Sardinia, and that's where we had our honeymoon. And it was oh, just wonderful. unbelievable experience. For you, you've traveled to a lot of places around the world. Can you give us a couple that you would recommend that our listeners could travel to?
1: In Italy, I've only been, at this time, uh, I've only been to the Milan area. I love the Milan area. It was very cold. It was in January. I just come back from a yoga class uh, with 2,000 people there up in Puglia, up in um, Pisa, actually. But I enjoyed the northern area very much. Uh, We went to uh, Firenze, to Venice. Very much enjoyed that. I hadn't been yet into the south, which I'm going to go in 2022, uh, not only to visit my family... (laughs) But also to go to Puglia and uh, enjoy some of my friends down there who have an olive oil vineyard, uh, grove, olive grove where they make olive oils, and also a restaurant which I hope to sing at when I'm out there in Italy. But I would, I would highly recommend you know Italy, all parts of it, all places, all seasons. Get your fill in every single place you find regionally in Italy as much as possible. I haven't been to Sicily yet, although my grandparents came from there haven't been the Isha or uh, uh, some of the islands like you had been off the coast of Capri. uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, But I would definitely recommend going to all of those places for sure.
0: Those are really, really good recommendations. So if you're listening, I would highly recommend that you take Candy's advice. So as as we're cooking along, can you describe a couple of your favorite recipes that you cook?
1: One of my most Sought after desserts, my dolce is the ricotta cheesecake, which I Americanized it, so to speak. Grandma would sometimes put the lattice work on it. Sometimes she would put the graham cracker crust on the bottom. Sometimes she would put the citrons in it. But I left out all of that and I just make it with the six eggs, vanilla, a cup of sugar, half a cup of flour, and fresh ricotta cheese. And then I put the chocolate chips in it, uh, the orange zest, and the juice of one orange. Put it in a 10-inch springform pan, bake it in an oven, a hundred 350-degree oven for about an hour, hour, 10 minutes. Let it sit on the rack to chill. And then serve it with either strawberry sauce or raspberry sauce or a little powdered sugar. That's really one of my premier dolce desserts. Double chocolate almond espresso biscotti, which I'll probably get up, gear up to make around the holidays now coming up. Uh, that is another one of my favorite cookies, uh, biscotti to make. Um, I always love doing bronzino, which is a, a wonderful fish that's been gutted out. Usually it's a bass, um, um, sea bass, and nice and fresh and, you know, stuff with lemons and garlic and parsley, galed really nicely, uh, made Sicilian way with Sicilian olives, um, green olives, black olives, uh, lemons, mm-hmm. olive oil, salt and pepper and baking in the oven for maybe 15 minutes uh and taking that out and that's another one of my specialties as well as eggplant parmesan oh yeah and all of these recipes can be found on singingchef.com my website for sure
0: as we wrap up this show do you have any special message for us and how can we support you and the community at large
1: well i think at this point in my life, at this point in my career, and now that I have my my sauces out uh, on my website, uh, and hopefully to be in local stores all over the country, I'm working on that. Uh, the fact of the matter is, a sale of the portion portion of the sales go to the Sonia Medical Research Foundation in Chicago to help find a cure. So, I, I guess it's telling people more about having people experience uh, my sauces, ordering them, enjoying them, sharing with their people, creating a community around the cooking experience, using my sauces and the recipes, some of which are on my website. Uh, because every, every jar, every case, uh, every three-pack, six-pack, 12-pack uh, that's sold, there will be a portion go going to help find a cure for this disease that's been around a long time called dystonia. At this point in my career, I would encourage people uh, to share with other people the possibility, especially around the holidays, uh, whether it's February that's coming up for Valentine's Day, whatever it might be to give a gift, uh, which keeps on giving in terms of, uh, you know, getting those sauces and really enjoying them at the same time, being able to give back and hopefully find a cure.
0: And on your site too, you have so many recipes that you can use those sauces with.
1: Yes, there are suggested recipes for sure. Uh, if one is stuck, they can just go to singingchef.com. And uh, they, they can enjoy right out of the jar, fresh home-cooked uh, flavor with uh, no MSG and all natural ingredients and just very flavorful, flavorful tastes of, of my pasta sauces for sure.
0: And singingchef.com is a really great website. There's so many stories there. There's recipes. There's all kinds of information that will entertain and educate you. Well, Andy, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show. It's truly an honor to spend time with you. And Voice for Chefs is really about giving chefs a voice. And as a celebrity chef, I think that you are truly a voice
1: for- thank you so much, uh, Michael. It was wonderful meeting you and your wife and seeing some of the friends at her birthday celebration. And uh, we we are now all connected. We are now, what they say, familia. Uh, we are in each other's hearts, in each other's minds, soon to be in each other's stomachs.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Food-wise, it's it's a total, total sensual experience.
0: I have to agree with you. And, and I do want to say thank you so much for, for coming to... My wife's carrie's surprise party and and you let us in song, and she's still singing that's aamore every day <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of expression I
1: might add it was wonderful meeting you and your wife and seeing some of the friends at her birthday celebration and uh, we we are now all connected, we are now what they say familia uh we are in each other's hearts, in each other's minds, soon to be in each other's stomachs
0: <laughs> oh yeah,
1: food wise. It's, it's a total, total sensual experience.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Follow us on Facebook. Find our website in the show notes. Subscribe on Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen. Leave a comment with five stars. And stay tuned for the next episode of Voice for Chefs.